Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another episode of Woke and Baked, the podcast. Today I sat down with my friend Jake Thompson, who, by the way, today on this very Monday that we are recording this, that I am recording this, the 16th, Jake and I are celebrating our Facebook friend anniversary. Now, I had no idea that we were celebrating this momentous occasion before we recorded it, but now I do. And it is with great regret that I'm getting ready to dump my Facebook because, let's be honest, folks, it's a fucking dumpster fire. All right, with that being said, uh, that's one of the things Jake and I talk about is how our news cycle is being affected by social media, specifically in our community of the Kenai Peninsula. We also discuss the upcoming uh, potential ban on multiple vape flavors, and that's one of the things that we do a, a not not much of a deep dive on, but we discuss uh, the uh, big uh, the influence that big tobacco is having on what is going to be upcoming uh, vape legislation. All right. With that being said, I want to give a solid shout out to uh, our biggest, uh, some of our biggest supporters, including 5150 Vapes in Soul Dot. And Dave and Seth are fighting the good fight for those of you that love your blueberry muffin flavored uh, vapes. And for all of the Kyles and Kayla's out there that love your monsters, that love your mods, that love your juices, those two are planning to head to Washington to uh, to to vape on Washington. They're going to go there. And they're going to vape. They're going to do what they're doing in Soldatna in Washington, D.C. And I'm going to talk to them a little bit later this week about their plans to do so. Our next very solid supporter shout-out goes to Brandon Miller and Iron Asylum. Located on KB Road, if you are interested in joining a gym with 24-hour access, please check out Iron Asylum on Instagram. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on all kinds of social media. I have no idea whether or not they're on Stitcher, but they might be. Maybe you can play Fortnite with Brandon and uh, talk some shit. Or not, I don't know. But you can certainly go to Facebook and Instagram and you can learn a whole lot more about what they've got. But seeing as uh, they're a sponsor slash supporter of the podcast, that's kind of what I'm here to do. All right, they've got assault bikes, they've got assault runners, they've got kettlebells, they've got free weights. And if you're not familiar with assault bikes and assault runners, they're they're like people-powered treadmills. So the assault runner is a, it's a treadmill that you get on that you as the person running or walking is powering. You're not like pushing up on a button to go faster. If you want to go faster, just run faster. If you want to walk then just walk but it's going to be moving under your power all right they've got kettlebells they've got free weights they've got machines so if you're not comfortable with free ba- uh free base you probably shouldn't be free basing there but if you're going to be using free weights there and you're not comfortable with them they also have machines uh they've also got wi-fi so if you want to connect to youtube so that you want to watch so that you can watch a video of someone doing something with proper form, like a workout, you can do that. You can watch your video, connect to the Wi-Fi, and work on your form. All right, they've also got Redcon 1 supplements. If you are interested in more uh, more of the Redcon 1 supplements, be sure to check out uh, the Iron Asylum Instagram and Facebook page. They've got some really good reviews. You can also go to Redcon 1's uh, Instagram page. They've got some really good information there. Or their website. You can go to the source. Um, They've also got really cool hoodies, and I would ask that you not steal the hoodies, because if you do steal the hoodies, you will be not allowed to go to Iron Asylum anymore because you stole a hoodie, um, which, by the way, you could have purchased 
and it would have been really cool if you did, and you would have been allowed to stay at the gym. However, if you're stealing hoodies, uh, you're not going to be allowed to go to the gym anymore, and you're stuck with this hoodie that you're still going to have to pay for, but you're not going to be allowed to go there anymore. And that sucks for everyone. And I want you to be able to go to the gym. I want you to go to the gym and, and get your shit straight and, uh, and apply it to the rest of your life, uh, day in, day out, whatever it is you want to go. Um, but don't steal shit from uh, Brandon and Jelani. They're real nice. Also, by the way, Iron Asylum is expanding. So if you are a, a, a member and you're like, what's going on next door? Now you know they're expanding. Follow them on Instagram and you will have all of the information that you need. All right. Our next great big supporter is the Schnitzel Bomber, located on the corner of K Beach and Poppy. Uh, if you are living in the uh, Kenai Peninsula area, be sure to stop by the Schnitzel Bomber. They are open Tuesday through Saturday, and they've got regular rotating specials. They can also go in and, and freestyle some stuff for you. I've gone in there and had them do that for me a couple of times. Just tell them to, to get creative. Make what they're feeling with what they've got and have gotten always very, very cool results. Whether it's you know something keto-friendly when I'm you know, leaving the gym or if I'm just trying to eat my pain through some tater tots with beer cheese and uh, cabbage and schnitzel and some sort of weird German poutine thing, uh, then you know that's what I get too. We are also supported by the fine folks at Red Run Cannabis Company, the makers of Hashade and a line of fine cannabis concentrates to include shatters, crumbles, cartridges. Man, they've got it all. They also have edibles to include almond butter. They've got crackers uh, from Alaska Baked. They've got cookies from Lady Grey. They've got all kinds of stuff. If you are interested in a recreational cannabis product, there's a very, very good chance that Red Run Cannabis Company has it. So if you live on the Kenai Peninsula or anywhere in the state of Alaska, be sure to ask your retailer about carrying some of Red Run's cannabis oils, uh, carrying Hashade. Look into the Royal Gorilla Crumble at 99%. 99% cannabinoids. That is a lot. And that is, that. And poof, shout out to the Warner Brothers Horticulture for growing fine flour. And shout out to Red Run Cannabis Company for turning that fine flour into some badass crumble. All right, folks. Uh, right now, we're just going to go straight into it. Here's my buddy Jake Thompson on the Woken Day. It's so weird hearing yourself in the, in the headphones. i got to unplug them. Yeah. yeah. See, see, I was a total headphone guy. Like, because I could alter my voice to the point where it was funny because remember how when you're first starting out, you're always like, I don't really sound like that, do I? Over years and years of doing it, I got to this point where how I sounded in headphones or on the radio is how my voice sounds to me now. So it's like, what's going out there is actually what I hear in my head. So I don't get that weird like, oh, do I actually sound like that? I was like, oh no, I do. How it sounds to me. <laughs> but it was always better with headphones though. And then I could always, I could find like that sweet spot, lower the range a little bit, come in all sexy. It's all about the tone, and yeah. sometimes you have to slow down and be very clear in the way that you speak, especially when you're in a microphone and you've got you're near a microphone. When you're yeah. in a microphone, it's something else no, completely romantically, or the microphone is in you romantically. Um, and or some in sort of a caged pris prisoner aspect. Help get out of this microphone. Oh gosh, yeah. it's like it's like inner space, but inside of a microphone. You gotta get out of it. Now, if 
If that were the case, like if you were a bacteria that was growing on a microphone that belonged to some radio host in the middle of, I don't know, any fucking radio host, who is the radio host that you would least want to be the microphone up and why? Ooh, wow, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, Hannity instantly comes to mind. Why? Um, just because, because the way I live right now, I can escape from Hannity too. But if I was stuck there, no, I, I don't know. There's... <laughs> Hannity makes sense, though, because he's always angry. He's one of those radio mm-hmm. hosts and those TV hosts. Oh, it'd be O'Reilly, actually. Always, well, he's, is down. he still doing it now? I like, don't know. Like, if we're talking active radio hosts? No. I mean, is he doing podcasting or something? I, I, don't, I don't know because I haven't kept up with him. But he's a guy that is, like, Hannity's a guy that is perpetually angry. Things can go great for him. Like, things <laughs> can be wonderful. Like, his, you know, his children, happy, healthy, giving birth to his first grandchild. And his... his career is such uh, that he has to be professionally angry all the time. He has to be the rage of of old white guys everywhere. Damn you, Obama. So, like, things can be great. He's probably pissed off on Christmas. And (laughs) he's a dude that bothers me because he sells shit that he's not actually affectionate about. Like, I don't know if you've ever listened to his radio show, but uh, he's one of those those syndicated guys who has like his the, the advertisements <laughs> that he does for it that are kind of like live reads. If you if you if you're not familiar, with my the, wife used to complain about the smell when I'd smoke a cigarette or a cigar. Yes, and now he's fucking talking about he smokes jewels, dude. If you are if you're the kind of asshole that is going to um, to go uh, golfing with your homies, mini golfing, even your fucking mini golfing with your homies, all right? And you're breaking out a jewel. Yeah. First off, you're an asshole because if you're vaping, you should be vaping like a real man Yo, or yeah. woman. Um, but if you're if you're gonna stop smoking cigars with your friends because of jewels, dude, spray some cologne. Yeah. Right. Change your shirt. You don't have to go in smelling like an obnoxious asshole. Now, I I get it because I I, I understand this hypocrisy. I still like I, I've got my little vape THC pen. Yeah. Um, because I don't necessarily want to walk around town smelling like the devil's lettuce. It's also very convenient, but. I don't think that he is smoking cigars because he's using it as a system to receive nicotine. All right, he's smoking cigars because I think for him it's probably simulating an undertone of like a big black dick. Um, I hate to I hate to steal a joke from George Carlin, but I think that's what it might be in his case. Sometimes uh, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, in the words of Sigmund Freud. Sometimes it's a big black cock, in the words of George Carlin. Yeah. Um, so that being said, yeah, I would hate to be, I would hate to be Sean Hannity's microphone. I would, you know, for me, it's mostly now just the fear that he's smoking a jewel while he's talking on the microphone, because then, you know, you could instantly die. Yeah. That's what, I mean, it's what, six people now? Six people now. I mean, he could be like, but he could be vaping like a cool flavor too. Like, yeah. Like jewel, I don't think they make like uh, toasted almond blueberry Right, you're not gonna get like a s'more flavored mm-hmm. jewel. You've got to go to like a specialty store to make that because I don't think that if you are a brand like Jewel, which is owned by a big tobacco company, that you want to spend the money on the research and development to make sure that you've got the best toasted blueberry uh, muffin flavored uh, vape juice. You don't want to do that. That costs yeah. money. Let the let the small peons do that, but you don't want the small companies to exist either. So what do you do? 
you can only get one or two flavors. And that is the beauty of the tobacco industry. It's they've they've decided, you know what, we are going to regulate ourselves so hard. We're going to work right in line with the FDA just to make sure no new companies come in and compete with us. Exactly. So right now, and this is I think this is the play because I see things as, as conspiracies. I, I, I imagine yeah. that there's something darker and more dangerous behind it. Um, so when the, the, the Trump comes out and he says he wants you know to blame all flavor uh, X out all flavors but tobacco. It's a lot like when um, when Governor Dunleavy uh, gave us the initial budget and you know uh, uh, you know cut off the arms and legs of uh, UAA. Like we knew that's not what the final budget would look like. We no. all we all knew that it was a it was a dirty, dangerous, devious threat. Um, so what the first thing is is we're just going to have one flavor. Then there's going to be the compromise. He's going to, he, President Trump is going to compromise with vapors, and there's going to be five flavors. There will be menthol. Mm-hmm. There will be tobacco. There will be probably some generic berry flavors. Like a mixed berry. A mixed berry. Mixed berry, and there will be like some other, uh, like a citric flavor. Yeah. Um, which will be allowed to be like lemon or orange. Um, and then, you know, something else. Those will be like the five flavors that you can get. Um, and and you will see these these smaller companies that are, uh, I don't want to say they're mom and pops. I mean, I'm sure many of them are these small companies that mm-hmm. are like, I, I don't imagine that Propaganda, a company that makes juices, is you know, has a thousand employees, but they are employing people. Yeah. Um, they are making a product. Um, and they are providing a product and the people that are being, that have been injured, um, from my understanding and, and keep in mind, I haven't done a whole bunch of research on the matter are people who've, who've gotten their, uh, cartridges through, um, through an unregulated market. Yeah. That's what, that's the same thing. I've, I haven't looked too deep into it, but the bit I have looked into it, uh, that was my understanding as well. But I, I can see this as, I love this. People buy things off the black market. So instantly what we're going to do is we're going to over-regulate the things that are already pretty regulated. regulated. And the black market is going to thrive. You know, because, I mean, bubblegum berry is not going away. You know, yeah. um, especially after someone's invested $300 in that thing that can blow, you know, a little mini fog machine. But like, legitimately, more people in the last year have died through autoerotic asphyxiation than through vaping. And there's still no bans on auto or regulation on belts. Yes, true story. Yeah. Yeah, you can buy any kind of belt size you want. Yeah, there's no, like, no safety snap that if X amount of pressure is put on it, it releases. You think that Pornhub uh, has a safety video on that? I'm sure Pornhub probably has, like, an autoerotic asphyxiation safety video. If not, I'm pretty sure they're probably uh, donating because they, they are a very, uh, what is it, altruistic company. Yeah, they're kind of tuned in. Yeah, and so I assume that if there's not one yet, it's in the works. Yeah, um, and, and bless their hearts for it. You know what's crazy is, in a very real way, like for all of the damage that you can say, like the access to, the, the access to high-quality free pornography has potentially done to society because it is really easy to get a hold of now yeah. i think there's absolutely no denying that um and there's there's also no denying like th- there is evidence um to to substantiate the claim that, that that pornography uh does have an impact on people socially but that's also t- providing that's also saying that grown-ups can't regulate themselves mm-hmm. uh, so i mean you can make the argument back and forth but um they 
do uh, they seem to do uh, quite a bit more uh, for society than than a lot of the people who um, who are telling him how dirty and filthy they are. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's the beauty of it. Yeah, I mean, really, I like. I, I mean, I look at that, and to me, this is this is such a great free market solution. I mean, here we have a company that sl- supplies a product. And oddly enough, people are not forced into it, no. but they, um, they do. I, I, obviously, it's popular. Um, and they take a percentage of those profits and use that to, like, help other people with no one. No one's got a gun to their head saying, you know, you know, there's no FDA saying you have to release, you know, billions of dollars worth of anti-pornography material or anything like that. No, it's just something out of the kindness of their hearts or whatever. All of this is about choice, really, yeah. is what it comes down to. Um, and and I will make this statement out loud that for all of the Kyles and Kaylas out there, the guys and gals with tattoos of the monster logo, with holes in their drywall and uh, and and the you know tap out shirts in their tap out, and you know it's not necessarily tap out anymore. Um, <laughs> but but considering where we are, it may still be. Who knows? Um, whatever it is that they're wearing, but yeah, I. I we need to do it for them. We need to support these these folks who have been the, the the butt of so many of our jokes and memes on the internet. We need to defend their right to to get those toasted blueberry muffin flavored vape juices. You have to give back. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If I I feel like if I laughed at you, um, and and your little like subgenre of humanity at least once, then I feel like when I get the opportunity to, I need to defend uh, your freedoms and your rights. And, and I feel like Big Tobacco is making a play uh, for a community uh, that um, right now is providing uh, uh, jobs, that is providing taxed income, that is providing um, I said, a lot of jobs. Um, and you know, honestly, I mean, we can we can do the numbers. You have six, seven. I'm sure by next week it's going to be like, you know, ooh, we're up to nine or twelve, thirteen maybe. Um, I mean, just in the amount of time we've spent here talking about it, how many people have probably died from smoking related illnesses? Yeah, illnesses. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's lung cancer or heart disease or uh, mm-hmm. emphysema, any long list of of. Um, of illnesses that end up being associated uh, to to smoking tobacco products, and I think that's something that our government has a tendency to do, is they tend to uh, outlaw the least worst of people's choices. Like the best thing probably would be is don't use a vape, don't smoke. Well, there's a certain percentage of society that's going to do one of the two. Um, most of the time, we know they're going to they're going to head down the smoking path, but there's a percentage of society that has quit smoking or maybe reduce the amount of cigarettes they smoke by moving over to these vape products and we're about to take away like that option for them. Well, here's the argument that they're going to make. They're not taking away their option. They are taking away um the desire for they're taking away the things that make it appealing to children. Mm-hmm. And that's the argument that they're making. These children who are going to be grown-ups very soon anyway and are going to be a little upset that old people decided to take away their choices. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the other part of this is these are uh, people that are disconnected from the user group uh, making decisions that affect the user group. And, and there's... 
that's another thing that we we do um, in in our country, and we do as a society. People that aren't like affected users, um, everyone gets a say. Everyone gets yeah. a say whether or not they are an affected user, and they have a platform. They everyone gets the same platform to spew whatever it is that that they want to spew uh, without having an actual uh, legitimate argument. And and I think we're seeing that a lot now locally. And you can yes um, with the, and I don't want to shit on a particular Facebook page, <laughs> um, but I want to know why it is that that some of our like why is it that a local um, like bad business bitch moan complain page breaks news before the newspapers before uh, any of the other local media sources. It's now a legitimate source. Like I mean, if you're, I, I guarantee because yeah, I've been in charge of a news department before, and I guarantee if you're in charge of a news department right now, you have someone hit and refresh on that page. Like yeah, and I mean honestly, you can you can be. You, you'll still be behind somehow, but you're still going to be two or three days ahead of every other outlet. Yeah. So in Spokane, there was a Facebook page called Spokane News, and it was just user supported. They had a couple of ad- administrators that were listening to like the, the, um, the, the police scanners, and they were posting updates on what was going on around town and that people would update from there. And it, it, and it has become like a real viable news source in the city of Spokane. People that is like, I'm sure there are people that are making real money off of that Spokane News Facebook page. But very soon, very soon, you're going to see a Kenai Peninsula News Facebook page that is going to be generated um, by people who are uploading the information by local administrators, and you're going to take away um, a lot of these these overhead heavy institutions. Oh yeah, I think uh, I am going to mangle the quote, but because uh, I don't have my phone here to double check myself. But uh, I remember Christopher Hitchens one time saying he became a journalist because he didn't want to trust the news. Now, Christopher Hitchens is a pretty interesting guy to bring up. Just make sure that we're speaking about the same uh, guy. He were, ended up working for Vox, if I'm not mistaken, and his brand new Mercedes blew up. I, I believe we're, on, we're different, Christopher Hitchens. Um, this would be Christopher Hitchens from Vanity Fair. Worked there. Um, he, uh, he was really one of his, uh, he'd written several, several books. Um, a lot of them did really, really well. Um, he uh, probably most well-known for uh, his debate style and debating against, like, uh, key members of the Catholic Church or Definitely two different people. So I I maybe think Christopher Hastings, Jeremy Hastings, a journalist whose brand-new Mercedes blew up. Ah, Um, that's that's a bummer. Yeah, it's a really really interesting story. That's why you need two Mercedes. He's also the guy that broke uh, the—or, well, he did a story for the Rolling Stone about uh, a general uh, in Afghanistan— uh, who uh, didn't necessarily appreciate Obama's leadership style, and that kind of made it into the Rolling Stone. This general yeah. was fired. Um, you know, so he had made some enemies in some very, very powerful places, and his car exploded. So if you are listening at home and you feel the need to, to Google that and get back to me with the correct information, that would be wonderbar. Um, that being said, where were we? I, I, you know, I don't remember. We're going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> um, we were well. We went from we went from vaping to um, to the the fact that uh, your old school news outlets aren't really yeah. You don't need them anymore. No, I mean you don't really need. If you pick up the newspaper right now, ninety nine percent of it is going to be what you already read on Facebook. 
Yeah, and you read it on Facebook uh, days or hours mm-hmm. before uh, it was updated. Um, now, know, the one thing I will say that, that the nice thing, thing about certain news outlets um, is they, they do sift through all that garbage for you. Absolutely. Like if you're a comment reader, you know, um, you, you know it's, it's amazing how fast, like, you know, oh, it's, this happened or that happened or this is why this is going on. And then, you know, you find out, like, you know, of the 234 comments, there was only about, 13 or 14 comments in there that actually had legitimate information. Yeah. Um, they, they do a very good job of sifting through a lot of the bullshit so that, yeah. so that we don't have to. And, and I appreciate that, but um, it's, it's strange to me. And, and it's, I, it's really a sign of the times that we live in uh, because we, we don't need uh, some heavy bureaucracy to tell us what is actually going on in our community because it's being uh, reported on by members of the community uh, who aren't reliant on advertising dollars. Yeah. You know, oh, and that's huge. I mean, it, you know, back in the day, you know, it had to be a trusted journalist that worked for a trusted agency. And in order to have both those things, you had to have advertising dollars. And, you know, when advertising dollars come into play, and I've seen this happen firsthand, Maybe there's a story we don't cover, or maybe like, well, you know, I really don't want to <laughs> don't want to mention that this particular business had this particular problem, um, even though it may affect you, it may affect the vehicle you drive or something of that nature. I don't want to mention that because that's also the one that keeps our lights on, you know, and if something bad happens to that business, something bad happens to us. You know, I think that was the worst thing we ever did is, as a society is when we monetize the news. Oh, absolutely. Um, we also, we monetize the news. We use it as a system to, um, to distribute false information. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's go back, you know, many years. Let's go back to, um, and I hate doing this, but like fucking Benghazi is a perfect example. Yeah. Immediately after Benghazi, uh, we were told that uh, the, um, the embassy was raided because there was a YouTube video and people were really angry about it. And that's why they invaded. We knew fucking full well and, uh, that that was different, but that was the, that was the story that was put out. And that was the story that was clung to for a, as long as possible. Yeah. Uh, and that's that, that lie was told, um, in, uh, about, uh, about service members and, and, and people who, who, put their lives on the line, uh, and, and ultimately died. And uh, a lie was told about why, why they were killed. And there's a whole bunch of, there, Benghazi's a whole ugly conspiracy that, that we really, I don't feel qualified to touch on right here. But we knew that, we knew that it wasn't about a fucking YouTube video. We know that, we knew that, um, that, that, uh, um, the, the, the people in, the Benghazi was not, uh, the, uh, not the, was it, it wasn't an embassy. It was a consulate, I believe. Uh, we knew it was being attacked uh, not, for, not for a YouTube video. Yeah. You know, um, what scares me is there's a group of people that either believed we would have bought that lie or there was a time in which we would have. Yeah. You know, I mean, either way, that just, to me just shows, like, who can you trust? Yeah, there's, there's an immediate contempt uh, for people who have a... Uh, a history, 60, 70, 80 years of, of putting out misinformation and, and information that they know is incorrect. Um, another thing that I want to talk about 
is um, that the UAF report that came out, I believe it was last week, it was prior to, immediately prior to September 11th, um, from the architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth, paid for by them, um, out of the University of Fairbanks, that essentially said um, that uh, there's no way that a modified office fire could have caused the collapse of Tower 7. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, I am not a structural engineer. Let me qualify to say that. I have a doctorate in divinity that I got through uh, the Universal Life Church. I am, I am no uh, master of the subject. Um, I also know that um, if you pay for a report, you're going to get whatever you want out of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and... And the media is aware of that because they create these crazy polls uh, that, for example, had Hillary Clinton winning against Donald Trump. Okay, um, so you can't trust them. They have an established history of not telling us the truth. But we also know that anyone, if you're paying for the the, the study, you can get what you can get it to say whatever you want. I mentioned the University of Fairbanks uh, study because there's a gentleman by the name of Ryan Dawson who uh, knows more on the subject of structural engineering than I do, uh, who said that um, they never adjusted uh, the mistakes that they had in the first studies that they commissioned, uh, the the art, uh, architects and engineers. So um, I brought that up to say, who the fuck can you trust? You can't trust anyone. Yeah. There's, you know, um, dude, one of the supporters for this podcast is a, uh, is uh, a vape shop. Yeah. So like everyone has a bias, whether it's something they're telling you or they're not telling you, we're just being upfront and saying that, that I, you know, like I've received support from, from that vape industry. And so I feel like they're being fucked. Yeah. And well, I, for me, yeah, there's that. Um, but it's like, I've just, I've seen the pattern. I mean, we recognize patterns where there aren't patterns, but I've seen the way the tobacco industry has been able to manipulate things like the FDA or the way they get to self-regulate themselves where they have, um, you know, like I said, so much funding has to go into anti-smoking campaigns. Well, now that we have this big vape scare, we can shift that money into anti-vape campaigns. And I just don't think, you know, I mean, do you think there was this much hoopla the, the first time, like they found seven people dead from smoking related illnesses no no because in the 50s you know seven out of ten doctors were recommending winston's or some bullshit yeah. um so we have we we knew that was they knew that was bullshit we didn't know that was bullshit yeah. they knew that was bullshit um you know there weren't a whole lot of olympic athletes at the time that were smoking two to three packs a day uh i know that you you'll make the art not necessarily that you people make the argument that you know like baseball players were smoking mm-hmm. and, and that sort of shit but i'll also say that um, Cecil Fielder, who, as far as I'm aware, did not smoke, was not a uh, poster child for health. All right, <laughs> uh, Babe Ruth, not a poster child for uh, for healthy lifestyle living. Yeah. So, baseball is a little bit different sport. Those guys could show up drunk and uh, and knock home runs out. Yeah, if you can hit or you can sprint, like you're golden. Yeah, catch and throw. You know. How many pitchers do you think were showing up drunk? I mean, there was a there was one player who showed up on acid and pitched a no hitter. 
I forget his name for the life of me. Um, but I feel like we should have his face on a T-shirt uh, because I, I, you know, if you, a low dose of LSD, and I, by the way, I have no experience with LSD, um, but I think a low dose of LSD, my understanding is, will will help you with visual acuity. So in in that case, maybe a, a little bit of LSD is probably a performance enhancing drug. Could be. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm trying to trying to think of, you know, here's if a, we should we should we start testing for it. I hope you think not. it's still I think, think it's still a thing out there. Here's a question: If <laughs> yeah. if you have LASIK and then you take acid, is the trip visually better? Ooh, I have no idea. If you're That's listening crazy. to this right now and you're like, "Yeah, I had LASIK. My eyes were garbage before. I was practically blind. Now I got 2010 and I trip balls all the time, <laughs> and I can tell you it's so much better." I'd love to hear from you. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Um, so we, we discussed we also need to get to the movie review that we haven't done. Yes. Yeah. So is... uh, I've also been hit up offline by people who want to sit down and watch the movie as well. So we're going to sit down and figure out a way to do that. Because there are movies, there are other movies that I want to see and there's stuff that, that's coming mm-hmm. to theaters um, that I would like to see. And I'd like to get as many of the people that, that might be listening to go to the movies with us to go see them. Make it a group effort. Hell yeah. yeah. You know, eat each other's popcorn or something. Share popcorn amongst like a bunch, a bunch of men with no friends. <laughs> hit, him, hit each one of them up for about five bucks. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, oh man, got my card. So the new Rambo, also the new Joker coming out. Yeah. So yeah, if you had to pick one to be excited about, which are you the most excited about and why? Oh, it's, it, you know, it's honestly, it's Rambo. Okay. Because um, the Rambo story has stayed pretty consistent. I mean, for the most part, um, you know, the Joker story back in the, uh, from the comic book days to now has kind of jumped all over the place. So I know it's going to be good. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be kind of a new take on it, but like, I want to see old Rambo. I want to see like, you know, I mean, how, how old do you figure Rambo is right now? Rambo's got to be in his seventies. Yeah. Okay. So there, (laughs) there are things that we've learned this week about old people on the internet. I want to know, like, I've got questions. Questions that I need answers to before I sit down and watch this movie. So Rambo lives in the middle of nowhere. I think it's Wyoming mm-hmm. in this film. Uh, and that dude is clearly juiced to the gills. Yeah. Uh, I know old people. I don't think that old, like, old, old Rambo is ordering, uh, you know, steroids on the dark web. So where is he getting steroids in the middle of Wyoming? Not because I, I really, like, I need to know. I want to know what his plug is. But, like, this, is, this seems to be, like, a real, like, plot hole. Like, um, when Creed came out. Yeah. Um, so uh, Michael B. Jordan, who, by the way, also in, uh, was in one of the greatest TV shows of all time, The Wire, um, played uh, Apollo Creed's kid. And Apollo Creed's kid would have had to have been at least like 30 years old uh, when he started training with Rocky. Yeah. Okay. That's, and you're a boxing coach. You're a better person to talk to. Mm -hmm. Could he hypothetically uh, get to the caliber of boxing that he got to in such a short amount of time, even with a former heavyweight champion like Apollo Creed training him? Um, Well, I was going to say one, he's got the genetics. He's got the genetics. So we know he's got the genetics. Um, honestly, 30 tends to be a little late to start your boxing career out. Um, most of the time you you look at the top level guys, you know, they're, they're starting by the time they're like 11, 12 years old. Of course, they don't have the magic of Rocky Balboa kind of 
guiding them through their career and hooking them up with like the greatest mitt holder and jump rope expert technician ever. But yeah. Uh, and these are things that we need to start really thinking about when, when Sylvester Stallone puts these films in front of us. And, and I'm not knocking Rambo. I've got, I've got a belief system behind Rambo that I want to share with you right now. And I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. Uh-oh. But I put some thought into this. Not a lot. And, and I'm not here for you to plug holes in my logic. But I think Rambo's gay. Interesting. Okay. So Rambo, during his time in Vietnam, spent a lot of time uh, in the trenches with his friends. And I'm not saying that, that he was, uh, you know, like that immediately means that because he was a badass special forces guy that he's gay. Not by any measure. Um, I mean, there is a long history of, uh, of military leadership uh, and, and homosexuality. Uh, um uh shit alexander the great mm-hmm. all right the the romans the spartans all those dudes oh yeah 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 so like it's it's well, not i think a, they had the hang-ups back then they, they did, did in the 80s absolutely in the 70s yeah so when rambo was uh in, in part one in 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 uh first, first blood, blood uh when he's looking for his his buddy in the middle of nowhere he's looking to see his love like this he's on a mission to, to close that chapter of uh, of his life. But the cancer took his... Yeah, the Agent Orange. Yeah. Killed, killed his love, right? And he's dealing with that. He's dealing with that loss when um, Brian Dennehy... Uh, so in the words of Cartman, yeah, fuck Brian Dennehy. Um, by the way, that's a shout-out to South Park. Um... <laughs> So when Brian Dennehy uh, starts fucking with him, arrests him, um, and uh, David Caruso is like trying to be the sympathetic ginger cop, who, by the way, uh, is probably still in the same universe that he was in in NYPD Blue. I think that that David Caruso was probably the same guy just years later. He learned. Like he was just like he was tired of being out in crazy ass that part of the, the, the Pacific Northwest. He moved to New York, a whole different jungle. Um, so when by the time we get to to Rambo, by the way, the only way that we can we can control Rambo is just to let him go. Yeah, right? just let him be. Yeah, as far as I remember, if I remember correctly, he did very little to no time for his, uh, you know, for the actions in First Blood. I think he just disappeared. Yeah, well, didn't they? And it was it was it Rambo three or was it maybe Rambo two? Where they like we we're going to send you on a mission and clear you of. Probably. Your, and give you um, exploding arrows. By the way, he, he ends up married to, uh, to that, the woman in, uh, in part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, very short, very short marriage to, to a woman because she gets lit the fuck up uh, by the bad guys. And now he's got to go and, uh, and, and avenge her. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time that we get to three, and this is where it gets, where we get back to uh, like the, the dark shit. Okay, Uh, now we're starting to talk about American intervention uh, with uh, the Russian war in Afghanistan in the late 80s. We start talking about uh, the Taliban and then we start talking about the Northern Alliance. And then and then we have to start talking about um, Chai Boys, which is a, a legitimate a legitimate part of that culture. If you're at home in front of a computer it's pretty dark stuff, but they covered in a, in a Vice documentary about uh, our military 
and uh, their interaction with some of the Afghani nationals. Now, uh, the Chai boys are young boys that they would dress up um, and they would be used for uh, sexual purposes. Mm -hmm. Scumbag shit, right? There's a little boy. There's a little Afghan boy who's following Rambo. All right. Rambo is taking in all parts of their culture, including like the weird, like coyote corpse polo. Uh, I don't know if you remember that scene in Rambo three, they're playing like this. They're playing like, it's like polo with the corpse of a coyote. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like he's taking in all parts of all parts of the culture. All right. Now we go to Rambo four, um, which by the way, um, Rambo three straight propaganda, right? Yeah, and it just it was it was it was Rocky four, um, for Rambo. For Rambo, yeah, and that's why it existed. Once again, Rambo or Rocky wins the Cold War. Yes. Um, now we go to to the you know, like the last one, uh, where he went to like he again he's back in Asia, uh, fighting like MMA mm-hmm. in a sixty year old MMA fighter. Uh, in, in like, you know, in Asia, in a, in a place that looks really swampy, uh, and he's just fighting people and he's rescuing people. Um, great. So now we're going to pretend that one didn't happen. We're going to jump to Wyoming where John J. Rampo is 70 years old, living alone, looking a lot like the guy that didn't get beaten to death in Brokeback Mountain. All right. No woman, no children, just a life alone. You know, probably sniffing, you know, someone's jacket, remembering the good times. Um, he's got uh, a, a, a young lady uh, who hangs out with him. She's like a daughter because he's got no kids of his own. Yeah. Uh, because um, he has lived a life where he has been forced to live uh, in the closet. He could never be the person uh, that that he wanted to be outside uh, of John J. Rambo, the special forces guy. So he forced himself to live essentially like in communes uh, in Asia, in parts of the world where that sort of thing is okay or less frowned upon. Not necessarily the homosexuality, but some of the darker stuff. Um, Now, I'm not saying John J. Rambo is a pedophile by any measure. Uh, I'm just saying that there's a lot about his character that we don't necessarily understand. Do you think like a couple cabaret nights in New York and he would, you know, John J. Rambo would, you know, be that, you know, that happy executive at. Maybe like if you'd have taken him instead of instead of throwing him like in the Northwest where he had to you know be uh, live his life in in the closet um, because I can tell you like outside of Portland um, Oregon is a lot like Kenai Um, it's very conservative and that's like you know it's it's it it very much is and so if you're John J Rambo have to film Deliverance in Maine no (laughs) no. Uh, but like if John J. Rambo had taken the opportunity uh, after the war to like move to New York and move to like the village, um, shit, he, John J. Rambo could have been the special forces guy. We wouldn't have had a Navy guy in the village people. Yeah. Like he, if he was allowed to be himself, um, we would not have like the bloodbaths that we had uh, would not have happened, would have never happened. 
It would probably be one of those bands we're still talking about today. Oh my God. Yeah, he would have been like, he could have been like the keyboardist in Queen. And that's when, and that's when they met John J. Rambo, who, an army veteran who transformed their sound. That'd have been great. Would have been fucking wonderful. Could you imagine John J. Rambo uh, on the keyboards at Live Aid? Oh, yeah. It'd have been fucking great. But no, no, we're, we have a society where if you are, um, especially in that time, um, you you are forced to live a, a life that you don't necessarily want to live. Um, you are stuck being. Uh, you, you're. I don't know how many of my dad's friends like wait until they're like seventy years old, the last few years of their life, to come out of the closet. Yeah. You know, and you've been carrying around this deep part of you for all of your life, this secret that's just been fucking killing you every day. Um, but because of where you lived, because it was. Fort Worth, Texas, or um, fucking the Dalles, Oregon, or, um, you know, fucking shithole town Wyoming, Uh, which, by the way, is a real place. You can Google it. Um, But shithole Wyoming, it's it's right next to Jackson Hole, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's Jackson Hole and then shithole. Yeah. (laughs) But... If if John J. Rambo had been allowed to live in New York, and if he'd have taken the... Because it's, it's America. You know, yeah. Free reign. You live wherever the fuck you want to live, right? But if he had moved to New York, would it have been Taxi Driver? Oh. Like, we're imagining that, like, John J. Rambo would have found, like, like happiness and joy. Like, he would have done a couple of bumps at... at uh, um, uh, Studio, Studio 54. 54. <laughs> I was trying to not think like Area 51. It wasn't Area 51. It's, it's, it's Area 54. No, it's not Area. Um, but Which yeah. is my noun followed by a digit. So, John, so yeah, John Rambo does a little bit of cocaine uh, at uh, Studio 54. He's doing some dancing. He's hanging out with fucking like Michael Jackson. He's doing magic and shit. Um, but no, he probably would have been taxi driver. He probably would have killed a couple of pimps. Uh, he would have gutted some some filthy, terrible human beings, and it would have been the same thing. It would have been, um, it would have been Death Wish, but crazy from the start. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Troutman shows up in New York. Fuck yeah, yeah. Colonel oh, Troutman. Colonel Troutman. That was uh okay, and in First Blood, and I think he was in First Blood Part Two. Um, Colonel Troutman was, was his handler, his his commanding officer, or was whatever. Was it Troutman? Yeah, yeah. Okay. pretty sure it was Troutman. No, okay. now we're gonna now we're gonna have to Google. I'm not. That. I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna argue. I, mean, yeah. I couldn't remember his name. It's the but the colonel. Um, I I do remember the uh, there was a uh, a Rambo cartoon. Uh, yes, and a video game. I couldn't get past the first. Uh, uh, oh yeah, I forgot about the video game. Yeah, I couldn't get past the first mission. Like, yeah. and you just had to like jump over. It was essentially Mario with Rambo. No, it was very. Uh, but yeah, I remember. Oh, I don't, I vaguely remember the the cartoon, and I believe it was just so they could. Took the He-Man strategy. If you release a line of action figures, well, we can't really sell R-rated action figures to kids, so now we got to release a cartoon. And in typical fashion, you know, the bullets never hit anything. No, and there's a, there's always a moral, right? <laughs> there's um, what if? Oh man, because there's so many things to get into. What if John? Because I want to go back to John J. Rambo now. What if John J. Rambo had to pull security for like Air America, and now that's part of what he had to deal with? Man, we're saying these terrible things. Maybe that's why he didn't want to go to to New York and be a part of the drug scene because the CIA was bringing in all of those drugs um, 
from uh, from the Golden Triangle during the Vietnam War. And he's like, I didn't want any part of that. Don't want any part of that now. And he's just trying to deal with shit. Man, I'm sorry I shit on John Rambo. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you'd say, I mean, you might as well go, go live in Canada. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> didn't that take place in British Columbia, though? Like, oh, I don't know. Because um, there, there are T-shirts, and it's like British Columbia. I, I honestly have no idea. Uh, but I don't know enough about Canadian geography to know where British Columbia is. I don't know if that's on the east or west coast. Uh, British Columbia, that's the Vancouver. Okay, so, west coast. so that's right above, yeah, right above. I mean, that's just north Seattle. So here with poutine. Yeah. Um. I, I, I am sad that this is going to be supposedly going to be the last Rambo. I think they've said that for the last three Rambos. Well, they're waiting for him to die. Like, yeah. And, okay. I just, I, I want to see the Rambo where it's just him sitting down with his counselor and just working through stuff. How First blood, the battle finally begins. <laughs> you, do, you make it an HBO series. You make it, basically, you redo The Sopranos, but with Rambo, all right? And you give Rambo, but here's where it gets crazy. Like, you give Rambo a wife, but you also give Rambo a boyfriend. Uh. Yeah, and so now Rambo has to juggle, because Tony Soprano, so you got to steal everything from, yeah. from The Sopranos. You got to have a Pauly Walnuts character. You got to have a Big Pussy character. You got to have, like, his nephew. You got to have all of them. You got to have, like, Anthony Jr. You got to have all of them. Um, but instead of like the, the Russian stripper girlfriend or the car dealer girlfriend, whoever the girlfriend is at the time, it's always a different dude. So now it's like he's got all this stuff going on and he's got this other thing that he's dealing with. You know, all these other, these lies in his life that, that he's, you know, like are, are being masked and covered. And now he's got this other thing because we've built all these taboos. Um, he's afraid of this secret coming out. He's on one hand, he's, uh, like a, like a fucking John J. Rambo on the other, other hand, he's J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. You know, cause, cause in his world, what happens if, you know, mm-hmm. you know, what happens if they find out my great, this other great big secret. National treasure. Yet. My whole life is a lie. Yeah. yeah. It's rough. It's got to be rough. And all just because he got picked up by some cop. Yeah, he just, he just wanted some 40 breakfast. years ago. He wanted a place to eat. Wanted to just walk through a town. Because I don't know if you ever walk through a small town in the Northwest when it's rainy. A lot like Kenai yeah. when it's rainy. It's fucking awesome. It's beautiful. Yeah. I enjoy it. Some nice air. Good. Yeah, I was going to say you got that sort of crisp smell to the air. Yeah, it's all he wanted to do is get that... That nice, crisp air and process what he was processing. Mm. Instead, fucking Brian Dennehy, which why they shit on him in South Park um, from the Brian Boitano yeah. song. For those of you who haven't gotten, haven't picked up on that, you should watch the, one of the greatest films of all time. Um, but yeah, so Brian Dennehy fucking it up for everybody. He just wanted to deal with it. All right, um, so teacher strike. I was going to say, what are you going to do with your kids Tuesday? So... <laughs> Yeah. Um, luckily for me, uh, I think like I can work, I can work with my schedule. Like I'm, I'm lucky in that regard. I'm, you know, I can figure out a way to make it work. Um, because my wife, my wife's a teacher and so she's going to be on the picket lines. That being said, not everyone has that, that privilege. Not everyone has that, that, that benefit for, you know, like they can't stay at home with their no, kids. What if, what if you're like a single parent making nine bucks an hour, you know, like one and a half of your paychecks just covers your rent. You know, you miss a day. You're, you're not eating. 
there's a whole there's a whole lot of things that need to be addressed in your life before you get to that point. Yes. That's the first thing I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Um I'll follow that up with saying that the school board hired a lawyer from Anchorage because they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Right? Because that guy is not going to be swayed by how hard it is for you because he doesn't care. He's a he's a lawyer from Anchorage who was hired to be the bad guy because you're not going to find a lawyer locally who is going to stand against teachers uh, in the classroom. And then stand in line with you at Safeway. Yeah, yeah. fuck no. Uh, this guy, the, this attorney from Anchorage does not care about your schedule. He doesn't care about your daycare situation. Uh, and he is getting paid regardless. Yeah. Uh, and I am... I am sure that he is, and I I can't say a hundred percent, and I don't want I don't want to get sued by by their lawyer, but I'm sure he's charging the the school district for times he's taking his shit. He's probably taking a nap on the clock, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong. I hope he fleeces the school board for everything. But that being said, they hired him to be the bad guy because they didn't because because you're not going to get a local lawyer to do that. Um, because yeah, he's still got his. If you've got to take two days or three days or two weeks off, mm -hmm. so he doesn't give a shit. He's going to a Safeway in Anchorage, um, where you know he doesn't care. Because he go at the end of the day, uh, someone is paying for his gas to come down here. Oh, so no. yeah, we are. We is and and people get upset and they talk about extortion, right? But uh, our teachers are socialist extortionists. That was the thing. <laughs> that I read was our teachers are socialist extortionists, but, and, and that, um, taxpayers as taxpayers, we should fire them. <sighs> that being said, yeah. as taxpayers, we're also paying for the lawyer. <laughs> so who do you want to fire? Exactly. I, yeah, I, it does crack me up. I am kind of curious right now. Like, uh, I assume Cook Inlet Academy is not effective. Probably not. Yeah, probably so, not. So there's your option. There's your option. Yeah. So you do have options. You know, they don't necessarily, they don't necessarily have you by the balls here. What about but, the study? Um, you, yeah, there's the study. You also have homeschoolers. You can if homeschool. you feel that solid about your kid's education, take it into your own hands. Exactly. Um, that's where that's where you I'm know. at. Um, I, yeah, I think it's interesting, and I I think uh, I I'm not a big fan of unions. I am a fan of collective bargaining. Uh, but not particularly a fan of, of unions, especially in a government structure, because I think there's look, you yeah, have a conflict of interest there. You have a bureaucracy inside of bureaucracy that's job is to protect both bureaucracies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so, I mean, that, that's all messed up. That aside, though, I mean, the reality of the situation is, you know, we've put ourselves here. We're, you know, we've got a We've got a situation where, you know, you're going to have to you're going to have to figure out a plan for your kid. You know, you've gotten, you've gotten so used to school being your daycare, your daycare provider, <laughs> that, that you've built your whole life around it. And uh, if something disrupts that, you know, that I, what are you going to do? What's your plan? I mean, how many people can play the long game here? Same with the teachers. How many teachers can hang out for, you know, what is it? Because I assume they're not collecting a paycheck during the strike. So, I mean, how many teachers out there can play a month-long game? without being in severe financial that lawyer didn't give a fuck yeah <laughs> he gives zero fucks um and 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 apparently apparently he's an asshole which 
by the way, that's why they hired him. Yeah. They hired him to disre- be disrespectful and try to break people. The problem that we, we have, right, is we still live in a small community. Yeah. All right. And so when we as also as taxpayers and, and parents know that the school board hired this lawyer so that he could be an asshole. Well, then we have members of the school board that are up for reelection. And remember that hmm. because the these are ultimately these are the folks that are, are um, that made the decision to not negotiate during the summer. They people are angry and saying that, well, the teachers should have negotiated during the summer. Well, it really wasn't up to them. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dance, right? You, you do bring up a good point, too, because if you f- ever follow school board elections, look at how many people run unopposed. I mean, they're just basically not quite grandfathered in, but no one bothers running against anybody. So, you know, <laughs> you, uh, what is it? you may not get the government you want, but you get the government you deserve. Absolutely. I had a, a senior NCO I worked for, and he said more or less the same thing. He you get, uh, you deserve what you allow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we have, we have people who run unopposed for positions. There are positions in government right now where, um, we have people who are running for city council in Soldotna who are running unopposed. Um, we have the mayor of Kenai is running unopposed and I'm not, nothing against, uh, mayor Gabriel, but like, could we just create an opponent? Yeah. Can, can we write, can we write in your sister? Fuck, I don't care. Um, you know, like write in somebody uh, just so that there's a public op, so like there's a second option yeah. because, um, and, and the, the, I think that the two parties, the two party system is really good at that, like creating the opposition to themselves. Yeah. Um, they're creating themselves and their opposition. We see that with uh, getting Tulsi Gabbard uh, out of the, um, uh, out of the debates because uh, she fucking essentially punched Kamala Harris in the face on, on TV and left Kamala stuttering. It was beautiful. She didn't actually do it, but it was nice. Um, so for those of you that are unaware of Kamala Harris, one of the presidential candidates, mm-hmm. uh, she intentionally withheld evidence that would have released a guy on death row. And she's running for president. Yeah. That's... <laughs> I'm I'm willing to bet it's it's something that they've all probably done, no, um, in one form or another. Oh, oh fucking! Yeah. I mean, look at look at Joe Biden and pay for play. Yeah, right. Like so, his kids. He brings up his kid's service, but he doesn't bring up his kid getting in trouble for pay for play, uh, for getting involved with, um, I believe it was Ukrainian oil companies, although he has no experience in the Ukraine or in oil companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he gets involved in these companies because his dad is Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, now, I think one of the one of the sickest things in life you can do is withhold evidence, of course, that would get someone off of death row. Um, but, you know, it also would hurt your chances of becoming president. And as president, you have plenty of options to pardon people that shouldn't be on death row. And they, you know, very rarely happens. Which is crazy because right now we've got a president who, with the support of Kim Kardashian, of all people, yeah. has gotten a lot of people out of jail. Which... Fucking weird. Um, speaking of weird, this is this is news of the weird and Kim Kardashian. So do you remember the the grandmother that she got out of prison? Yes. So that grandmother is in her uh, an ad for her lingerie. Like Kim Kardashian has a line of undergarments that came out, and this woman who was just freed from prison is hanging out in her underwear. She probably needs a job. Agreed. 
agreed um but it's like man like what universe is this 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 woman just got out of prison and kim kardashian made her into a lingerie model fucking weird this is this is this (laughs) is the world no no you can't we live in a world where legitimately um if and i'm being 100 percent real i didn't vote for donald trump the last time i voted for gary johnson because for a couple of reasons one i'm a libertarian second he faked a heart attack on tv and that was awesome but if for any reason Donald Trump says, I'm dumping Pence, and Kanye West is going to be um, my vice presidential running mate. I'm fucking in. Okay? You know, like, dude, you did my dark, twisted fantasy. My dark, twisted, beautiful fantasy. It was a great record. He's done so many, like, really good albums. His last, his most recent shit's kind of been garbage. But um, he's got a back catalog with some really, really great music. Why not? Like, Mike Pence was a apparently played a part in a surge of fucking uh incidents of of aids and hiv in in indiana why not get uh why not get the dude um why not get the dude that gave us like cardio songs dude he gave us slow jams you know i will say mike pence has probably been one of the most boring vice presidents that i can remember he looks like cotton cotton hill yeah 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 but with knees but with these, um, or shins, whatever it was. He looks like a guy that's not fun to hang out yeah. with. Yeah. Like, he looks like a guy whose sense of humor was surgically removed. Um, like, he looks like he was born allergic to laughing. Like, he, the happiness is gross. I'm not... Orgasms make me angry. If you think about it, like, look at our vice presidents we've had. We had, we had George Bush. He was, he was a winner. Um, Dan Quayle of all of the vice presidents <laughs> in my lifetime the, the, one of the biggest disappointments is that we never had President Daniel Quayle oh gosh now I would have I would have hated America's, America's the best planet on earth, on earth. <laughs> I would have I hated it would have been terrible for something to have happened to George Bush for him to have had a major stroke or something and then, but I do feel like we were robbed. Yeah. I do feel like we were robbed. So can I share a bit of interesting news of the world with you? Yeah. So Willie D of the Ghetto Boys. Are you familiar with the Ghetto Boys? Uh, only uh, a, little only a little bit. One of the greatest rap groups yeah. of all time. Yeah. Willie D, a member of the Ghetto Boys, who, by the way, is most famous for saying some of the most ignorant shit of all time. Bless his heart. Um, <laughs> is, uh, is a write-in candidate. Uh, in in Houston. Yeah. Now his district includes the George W or George H W Bush Airport. George H W Bush, who was in charge of the CIA, who was the vice president while the CIA was bringing cocaine into the country to distribute uh, to um, to inner cities to poor people throughout the country. If you were poor, they were going to get you on that cheap cocaine. Um, but Willie D could potentially be the representative for the airport that's named after the guy who oversaw cocaine being imported into the United States. The guy that allegedly may or may not have been involved with the assassination of President Kennedy. Willie D of the Ghetto Boys is going to be that, could potentially be that representative. So remember that the next time you see someone in a MAGA hat, you say, no, America's fucking awesome. All right. 
America is fucking awesome because we have Shaquille O'Neal. We have potentially uh, Scarface of the Ghetto Boys, who, by the way, is also recorded with Kanye West, um, is, is also running for, for city council in Houston. Members of the, the two living members of the Ghetto Boys could potentially be representatives for the city of Houston. How awesome is that? They could be elected representatives and of the people. that's just a stepping stone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, imagine. I mean, because the, the, the ghetto boys Governor have... Governor Scarface. Governor Scarface would be awesome. Governor Scarface would, would probably, probably execute less people, ironically, than uh, Governor Bush. Governor Bush never met anyone he wasn't down to electrocute. It doesn't matter if it was a special needs guy uh, or, um, or women who, uh, who had been victims and had found the same Jesus that led him to invade Iraq. Yeah. Um, I, Scarface would probably do more good uh, as governor of Texas than anyone named Bush ever could. And... and well, maybe not the folks from Bush's Beans, yeah. because they've, a, they've fed some people and the dog keeps secrets. Yeah. 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 But you know who else keeps secrets? Members of the Bush dynasty. All right. Um, which, by the way, if, you, if you're questioning anything that I'm, I'm, I'm saying to you out loud, look up George, George Bush, uh, George H.W. Bush, and then look up the Kennedy assassination. There's a whole treasure trove. Apparently, apparently George... W. Bush was with his dad in Dallas. Like, they had made it a family trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, there's, there's a lot to that. There's, there, um, you know, there's a lot of documentation behind that. The same way that there's a lot of documentation that the guy that came before, well, that came between the Bushes, whose wife was almost president, um, the same way that, like, there's evidence that that dude was involved in, a, in an Israeli honeypot. Um... A blackmail scandal um, that was a weird kind of pay-for-play slash blackmail where everyone got what they wanted. So here's a, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna derail slightly. Um, this this cracks me up because I was uh, I was listening to some Hannity, which we had mentioned earlier, and uh, they had some clips from the president. And I'm one of those guys. I still like when the president of the United States is speaking. I still like to listen. Um, you know, I'm not quite at the heckler stage yet. And so I'm turning up the radio and uh, listening to it, and and then they finish with that whole little clip, and and I start to turn it down, and uh, oh, and this whole time my daughter's kind of trying to talk to me. I'm like, well, hold on one second, we're just gonna listen to this and whatnot, and then he finishes. I go to turn the radio down, and my daughter goes, whoa, 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 turn it back up. I'm like, what? What? And he's like, no, stop talking, turn it back up. And she's just listening really intently to something. And I'm like, what? She goes, he said conspiracy. She's like, I, I love conspiracies. I'm like, what? Really? Like, like what? Because um, I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm not too familiar on the latest. I know the classics, if you will. But so I have like a 10 year old's perception of like the lizard people and like the Illuminati and whatnot, which um, c- coming from her, I think she's explained it better than 99% of the people on YouTube. I think it's. That's, and that's where we're at, is like a, a, a child's understanding of how we can be perceived as being manipulated by sources behind the scenes who may or may not be being manipulated themselves by forces behind that scene. Um, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Still makes a lot more sense than a lot of the shit that they tell us. Like... Uh, 
inventing a new form of office fire to bring down a building. Now, now I, there have been folks that have gone on record and we haven't talked about September 11th on, on this show. Uh, and, and I, I just haven't done that. Um, but part of the things to think about, uh, and I'm not saying that, um, Saudi Arabia and Israel and the United States didn't conspire to do all of these things. Not saying that. I am saying, however, that um, it doesn't help that when the World Trade Centers were being built, they were being built by the essentially the lowest bidder in no-bid mafia-controlled contracts. Oh, on time and under budget. On time and under budget. Clearly, they had the best people working on this around the clock to make it happen. I'm sure there was no faulty construction. Oh, wait. If I remember correctly, um, the towers were starting to lean anyway. So, like, they... And I could be wrong on this, but my understanding is they were scheduled to come down anyway. Like... Yeah, I have, I have no idea. I haven't, I haven't delved too far into that aspect of it. Yeah, there are a lot of folks that have. Um, yeah. And... Uh, and that's all stuff that, that you can you can look into. Um, I also... I, I don't think that being involved in a conspiracy is necessarily the same thing as benefiting from it. Um, there are some very, there are some guys that made a lot of money off of uh, the World Trade Center coming down through a lot of different lawsuits to include, and I'm going to fucking, I'm not even going to butcher the guy's name, um, but he was the guy who essentially took control of the World Trade Centers through a group of investors. Like, he put in, like, $100 million, but he was this, like, he ended up being one of the sole beneficiaries of, like, the billions of dollars in settlement. He also sued, I believe it was American Airlines, um, saying, you know, like, they should have known better and that uh, they flew planes and, or, you know, through through their um, lack of... Uh, really doing anything about it and the FBI's lack of doing anything about it um the planes were allowed to fly into the towers now a month a month prior to the planes 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 being flown into the towers um uh James Woods was on a flight with um apparently one of the uh, hijackers and he was watching the, the the hijacker and what they were doing and he felt you know what they were doing was very suspicious he pointed out to flight attendants and they up channeled it and apparently he up channeled it as well um and part of the lawsuit against the airline was that james woods uh, told you that there were suspicious people and that you guys should be prepared for a hijacking so fucking james woods soldier of truth uh and and the man behind james woods elementary yeah and quahog yeah the uh (laughs) how fun it must be to be like a lawyer making that argument uh you know i I think it's interesting though but you gotta sue everybody Uh, that's what i rolling back to the jewel thing for a brief moment i noticed like one of the kids who's gotten sick or something or apparently has seizures now because he used jewel or i don't know how exactly that story goes but um He's not only is he suing Jewel, but he's suing like the tobacco shop he bought it from, you know, the guy that ordered it, you know, the distributor of the product, like every single person that could possibly be involved somehow affected his decision to, uh, to uh, as a grown ass adult, yeah. yeah, like you, but you just got to sue everybody. If you go to the gym and you sign the waiver and you put your dick 
in one of the machines that has weight stacked to it. Mm -hmm. And you slam those weights on your dick. You can't sue the gym because you put your dick there. If you go to the store and you spend money that you worked for, that you have an investment to, you are attached to this money, and you take your time to go to the store to buy the juice or the black or the blackmail guy or black market guy that you went to, yeah. like you, you don't get to sue anybody. Like you're not Coca-Cola or not Coca-Cola, McDonald's with like the shitty cups and scalding hot coffee that that hurts ladies and then you know uh fuck mcdonald are you familiar with mcdonald's coffee company oh, they, yeah, well, yeah. yeah where they, they turn her into a criminal yeah but look into that folks mcdonald's mcdonald's not only are they they down for poisoning you but they will make you look bad if they scald you um oh she was a na- she was a joke nationwide yeah you know they turned her into a joke they spent a lot of money turning her into and her her injuries into a joke mm-hmm. um it was somebody's job to to ruin this woman's life, to make her the butt of a joke, and to to make it a joke society wide. I saw the um, same thing with Monica Lewinsky, you know, where immediately she was, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, they just attacked her character from the get go. She's some crazy stalker. Okay, so do you want the conspiracy part of that? Oh, jeez. Okay. Okay. So apparently she was a honeypot as well. Cause who saves the dress? Yeah. Um, however, that being said, um, if I was a young intern and Hillary Clinton was like, yo, you got to do the do. And I do the do. If I've got like, if I'm going to, I don't know that I would necessarily want to remember. Like, some people save trophies, right? Yeah. Like, like some, some serial killers, serial killers, um, crazy ex-girlfriends, like, or, you know, someone who decided to keep the kid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, she just wanted a trophy, man. She just wanted to remember me because I was that special. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. But people make these decisions, and then they get angry about the decisions that they made, and then they're sue happy, and then they ask for child support. Yeah. Or, you know, they sue the the store. They sue the mom and pop store. They store. They sue the people they asked for advice from, mm-hmm. which is funny. What else we got? <laughs> All right, I gotta take a quick piss break. All right. All right. All right. You got smoke cigarette? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. All right. We're back from our Illuminati break. <laughs> I was getting ready to say, welcome back. So, so, did we touch on the show? Yeah, we touched on the show. Yeah, we touched on the show. You know, I mean, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, what's your take on it, though? Are you one of those, you know, just give in to? Do you think there's a compromise there? Or do you, do you think, you know, it's like, hey, you only work nine months out of the year? <laughs> so... Um, I think if there was a compromise to be had, it should have happened a long time ago. I think that when you make the intentional move of hiring someone to be your bad guy, yeah. because that's, that's essentially what I feel like they did. And if I'm wrong, uh, if someone from the school board wants to reach out and tell me I'm wrong, I'm down to hear it. But in my opinion, they hired someone to be their bad guy. And when you hire someone to be your bad guy, then you don't give a fuck, right? Like you're not, you're, you're clearly not there to make friends. And 
it's hard to be on the same page when the the guy that's leading your charge is being like blatantly disrespectful. Yeah. Um, and what I'm gathering is that that um, their their Anchorage lawyer is not a friendly person. But he wasn't hired to be a friendly person. No, no, no not at all. Um, he was hired to be a lawyer, and lawyers can be assholes. Like that's they're they're hired to be someone else's asshole, and so he's not going to be pressured by anything locally. Um, this thing could drag on for a very very long time. This can drag on as long as uh, as long as the school board wants it to. I'm curious how many people on the school board chose to homeschool kids. Or don't have kids. You say how many of them have kids, kids or, or kids that are in school, or or you know their their grandkids are in school, yeah. or like they don't necessarily have a dog in the fight. Like they're they're generations removed uh, from the school, and their being on the school board is you know like that's going to be the highlight of their fucking obituary, um, or their stepping stone to some other political office i mean how many times have you seen someone go from school board to like speaker of the house Ooh, or or potential vice president yeah um which which brings us to to sarah palin but we'll get to that in a minute like i think that i really do believe that um if compromise is going to happen it was going to happen a long time ago um i don't think that the school board has any interest in not seeing this happen i could be completely wrong mm-hmm. i i could see like a, you know a, what they call it 11th hour type uh deal i think it's i don't know i think it's kind of late for that but it always seems that way uh i think it's interesting though it's like what what is the school board's responsibility to us the taxpayer you know is it are they supposed to like let's keep keep costs down is that their job really um should they be more pro teacher is are they supposed to be doing all the compromising themselves like i know that i get the union the union's job is let's we got to get what's best for our people you know, they wouldn't be doing their job if they weren't doing that. But, you know, trying to take the emotion out of it and just look at these two different entities and trying to figure out, you know, what, what is the responsibility of the school board at this moment? Um, and I do think part of it probably is hiring some asshole attorney to do that. Um, but also, like, do they have a responsibility to the teachers as well, which I would assume they do, um, even though the teachers are represented by the union yeah it's um there, there's always that 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 possibility of like that 11th hour mm-hmm. you know where we'll figure it out we're grown-ups and we can figure this out but i think that both sides kind of want to show that they're serious yeah. and i i understand that they're the point of, of the strike is to to sort of twist the community arm mm-hmm. right to make things a little bit tight oh, yeah. um and the school board anticipating that uh, anticipated that, and they hired the Anchorage attorney who doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, in like an asshole sense, like fucking bravo. That was um, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Good, a good call on there. I want to know who it was, so that I, I uh, um, maybe, maybe the, if they run for a higher office, we can vote for them for that because that's a really good Machiavellian tactic. Uh, I don't know; it's necessarily Machiavellian, but you created an enemy you have an enemy on your team um who doesn't give a fuck like you have a mercenary Mm -hmm. who's brutal and vicious and doesn't care and he's and he's uh, negotiating with like a history teacher yeah so that's where we're at 
And he doesn't have to stay in the community when it's all said no. and done. Doesn't have to face, he's not, he's not an elected official where he's going to have to, you know, campaign extra hard because now people hate him. But, and, and now as, as a school board member, you always have the cop out of, uh, well, that was, that was them. You know, like, yeah, we hired this guy, but you know, that was our negotiator. And that's why they hired him. You know, I personally, personally, I would have given them the money. But, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I just as a as a person running for office, I want you to know that I stand with the teachers. Yeah. Um, you know, which is funny because you're seeing people post that now again in like the Facebook bad business. Uh, the news, the, yeah, the the new the new news. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, if you live on the Kenai Peninsula and you want to know what's going on, just check out like the 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 uh, bitches gripes complaints bad yeah. business review page. You'll get all you'll get tomorrow's news today. It's basically you're getting a crystal ball. Um, so, um, more statewide stuff. Um, a little bit of information is coming out in the resignation of former Lieutenant Governor. Byron Malott. Yeah. So Byron Malott allegedly invited a lady to his room. A lady a lady who is allegedly not his wife. Uh, and it allegedly played a great deal in sinking the re-election campaign of Governor Walker, who, let's be honest, was probably not. No, I don't think you can. Um, you can't be the first person to take half the dividend and expect re-election. Like, if you continue on that cycle, you probably got a chance. But, um, but when you're the, you know, there are very few things in Alaska more sacred than that dividend. Uh, you know, that permanent fund dividend check. And you start messing with that, you know. It's like Sarah Palin when she threw in that extra check because of the windfall profits. Um, if you were here, like, oh, it was, it was a good year. Not only did we have a big uh, dividend, but I think we got an extra, like, $1,200 check um, because the oil companies had done so well. Um, and that sealed in. We were going to love Sarah Palin forever. Almost, anyway. <laughs> um, so, the, like, the dividend is... I Dunleavy won almost entirely on dividend. Going to protect dividend, protect dividend, protect dividend. So, okay, not only did Walker and Malott have a lot going against them, um, and probably were going to split votes with, with baggage anyway, um, that, uh, that miracle unity ticket that happened to win against, uh, Governor Sean Parnell, a miracle, once again, like, last minute move, uh, which was beautiful unity ticket in order to, that secured the Bush Alaska vote for Walker. And then Walker was also gaining a lot of momentum, you know, in places like Nikiski and, and around. So, um, that little magical team right there, ultimately... You know, between the uh, the theft of the dividend and the uh, the Malat scandal, you know, I, I think it's probably saved us a lot of trouble. Honestly, him stepping out, but I I don't think they're going to win any anyway. But that ultimately did derail the Walker administration. I um, are you familiar with uh, former Governor uh, Begich's brother, Nick? Nick Begich, uh, in name only. Okay, so uh, he's he's apparently he's an info warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm not 100% sure. I need to do some research on this, uh, more research on this, but he's also a climate control guy. Yeah. So, and apparently an Alaskan. Mm, yeah. I would like to talk to him about these things. 
Seems like a guy about, to talk to. About being an Alaskan? Well, about no. Yeah. If, if there's anything that I want to talk to him about, what's it like being an Alaskan? What's it like? I haven't been here forever. What was it like? Um, yeah, so it's definitely someone to talk about, uh, someone to, to talk to about things going on in uh, in the state. As far as like, we had um, we had a very hot summer, very warm, yeah, warm. Very, it's, it's a monsoon now, but yeah, you couldn't couldn't tell. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was a very very warm summer. Um, so what are we looking at in the future? And he's much more educated on climate sciences than I am. Um, so he, like, he, he'd probably be a guy I'd divert to when it comes down to, to what's going on with the temperatures because I'm not smart enough to figure that out on my own. Tell you it's not as hot as it is in Mallet's bedroom. <laughs> a lot. Uh, I wonder, I, man, I wonder if he uh, was like offering to give him the mallet. I'll give you the mallet. The mallet. The mallet mallet. This uh, the seal here. I protect that. It's my job as the lieutenant governor. Oh boy, oh boy. Like, like, did he get? Does that mean that there were groupies? I, I yeah, I wonder. You like, know. there has to be. There has to be lieutenant governor. If there's somebody, do you think they jump from lieutenant governor to lieutenant governor, or do you like pick one? Like, you know, it's like when Brett Favre retired or moved to the Vikings, you still followed Brett Favre as opposed to like, well, Aaron Rodgers is my guy now. I don't know. You know, is it, is it, are they fans of the position or the people? It's questions we need to ask ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You need to find some of these groupies. A hundred percent. If you or someone you know shacked up with former Lieutenant Governor Byron Malott, I'd like to hear from you. I'd like, I really would like all the details. Every last detail. Every last detail. And I'm not going to stand here and say that I believe that uh, former Lieutenant Governor Byron Malott was unfaithful to his wife, because per- personally, not my fucking business. Yeah. But if you had sex with him, I'm kind of curious. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know. That's your business. You can share that. You can absolutely share your business. You are a grown-ass man or a woman. You know? You fucking be whatever you want to be this week. Or this minute. Or this minute. That's yeah. a... What a time to be alive. I know. Um, I... Because... Because the, the slippery slope exists, and I used to say that, like, slippery slopes... Someone says it's a slippery slope when they're about to say something absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um, but that ridiculous has become our reality. Oh, yeah. So, our, our next topic, that I think it's our last topic that we agreed upon before we started this, is, I believe, our next great reality show. And I want you to hear me out. So, Kim Kardashian, famous for many things, including shacking up with Brandy's little brother, mm-hmm. um, has a sister. Yeah. Her sister, Chloe, has a show called Revenge Body. Now, what if, and hear me out, her next celebrity guest on Revenge Body, former Alaska governor sarah palin i'd be lying if i said i wouldn't watch that i'd be watching it with bells on i would turn it i don't even drink i turn it into a drinking game like i got drink kombucha and just have amazing poop later like my guts would be great um because it's like who's gonna who's gonna have the great catchphrase that's gonna end up on a t-shirt or a meme what are the memes that are gonna come from this this is gonna be great i can only hope 
that Sarah or Todd or Bristol, ever since she's broken up with uh, um, Medal of Honor winner Dakota Meyer, I hope they all go on Revenge Body. Yeah. I hope they go on there as a family and we get to watch it on reality TV. And I hope it, you know what? I hope it takes place in Alaska because what we need is another reality show with the Palins in Alaska. I was going to say, if we still have the film credits, this could happen. Yeah. So, huh. so we get we get Sarah, we get the Palins, mm-hmm. we get the Cardassians. Maybe because it's Alaska, we bring in the Kilchers. Yeah. 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 We have to. Yeah. Um, and you have like one of the Kilchers, like taking them out in the woods, taking mm-hmm. them camping. If they're not busy checking on the Zach Brown band's window, but yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. man. <sighs> that's a whole other thing. Like that's a whole. You know that's the Kilchers. God, this is the Kilcher family sneaking over. What's he? What's he? What's he? What's he? Julia, come here. Come here. Take it. Look what he's doing. He's read his read his lips. Can you read his lips? What's he saying? What's he saying? What's we're waiting on chicken fried too. Just just imagine that they're like they're hanging out on on that gradient. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 putting something up there to stabilize it so no one hurts themselves. Um, yeah, why not? They're just stealing. By the way, one of the greatest travesties of all of this is that they made Zach Brown take his hat off when he spoke to the assembly. Oh, and they, that's... And I feel like he should have been, like, forced to wear, like, that top hat that he's worn on his last few album covers. Yeah. Uh, he's got this goofy-ass top hat. And you're like, God damn it, yeah. Zach Brown. Why the fuck are you wearing a top hat? Um, who the fuck wears a top hat? Are uh, you know? Are you the Monopoly kind of people man? that change country music forever? Again, again. Um, yeah, okay, so have you listened to the last two Zach Brown records? No, no I, I haven't. Lucky you. They t- they sound like really good Taylor Swift records. Yeah. Um, like you're like they had a bit of that vibe in the you know in the early days of Zach Brown too. But but it was it was different but it was a lot different than 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 what was coming out then this the last few records it sound like if Zach Brown was writing a record for Taylor Swift and these are just like the demos <laughs> like these are these are sort of like the cue tapes like yeah. this is this is how you're supposed to sing it when it gets to this part and occasionally like you'll come on YouTube you'll you, maybe you there's all kinds of stuff to do on YouTube I'm sure someone's coming um you'll come across like um like reference tracks like artists reference tracks mm-hmm. um like um one of my favorites you'll you can come across is um uh the late notorious big is a reference track for little kim so it's like biggie talking about taking dicks um (laughs) but it's for little kim and so like it's kind of the same thing it's like these songs must have been written for like taylor swift or some like shitty pop artist because there's no way that the guy that tugged at my heartstrings uh, with those first two records and then that pass the jar record there's no way that he's singing this bullshit and then there are a couple of songs in there like, oh, yeah, that's still Zach Brown. Uh, but that ain't no Highway 20 ride. Now, I wonder if it's one of those things where he put them together with the intent to push them on to someone else. And then he's like, these are too good. This is, you know, this is my retirement right here. I, I think it's. Or if they were rejected. I think it's kind of the second one. And like, they just don't get how good they are. It's a revenge album. It's like they didn't get how good they are, and so I'm going to release them myself, let you know what you missed. <laughs> and it was like, I can write all kinds of songs that are either good or not good. Um, and then there's, there'll, sure, there'll be a jam on there that'll fucking moisten the eyes a little bit because it's a Zach Brown record. 
Uh, I gotta tell you, man, like that chicken fried when they start when they start breaking that da, 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 with the snare drum. I'm like, man, Highway 20 ride, cry every time. It's like that Shaq song about his stepdad. Um, just cry every time I hear it. Um, but like this other stuff, it's like, man, God damn it, Taylor Swift. God damn it, just ruining ruining Zach Brown for me. Um, to roll into a different reality TV show with the same cast of characters, I'm thinking Dr. Drew, the Palins, and just a big, like, family counseling. Let's get the Palins back together. That's Alaska's first couple. Shit, yeah. Like, and you do it in the bush. Yeah. Right? And... Yeah, so it's just it's just the panel, and it's all of them. They've all got to live in a tiny house. Mm-hmm. And I would throw in those weird little challenges that reality TV shows always have that never make any sense. Like, y'all coming out here, and whoever like chops the most trees down or something of that nature, you know, you'll get you'll get an immunity for uh, you know our next counseling session, or you get to lead the topic or something. <gasps> Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! That'd be great. That would be wonderful. So like. Yeah, you could chop down trees. You could you could make it awkward and have jet ski races. So there's there's a, an old Joe Rogan joke about um, a parent. I didn't know this was an actual rumor. It might be a, a, a joke that Joe Rogan made, but Sarah Palin, had a, according to this joke, may have allegedly cheated on her soon-to-be ex-husband um, with a jet ski salesman, and that if you can sell a jet ski in Alaska, you can talk anyone into anything. <laughs> In Wasilla, where they live or where they are from, their home, there is a jet ski salesman. The valley. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. And my other thought is how many folks driving by that jet ski uh, sales had the same thought that I had? And then how many times did dudes that know any of the Palin kids have that same thought when they were driving by it. <laughs> There's a jet ski salesman here. Ah, ha, ha. And then it, like, it lends itself. Is it true? Yeah. I don't know. Someone does. Someone does. Someone does. Like, I mean, she's a woman with needs. Yeah. You know, she's, she's got needs. Sometimes she just needs some romance. But the first dude. The first dude uh, apparently crossed the line at the Iron Dog with a broken arm. Yeah. So, like, I'll, I'll throw some respect on his name. Um, he's, he's done some pretty dude stuff. Yeah. Right? Um, however, things happen when you marry a loud hot chick. Like, when Carol that wants to talk to the manager is elected governor, mm-hmm. you know, crazy shit's going to happen because essentially she started off as a school board member. She was Karen who wanted to, uh, wanted to talk to the manager. Yeah. And the next thing you know, she's fucking, she's the, the hottest governor in, in America because um, it's either her or the pedophile Bill Richardson. Yeah. Um, those are the only two for her hot governor or Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson yeah, also... Good looking dude. He's you know, he's 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 weathered in all the right ways. Yeah. Like he's the seasoned dude, builds houses and shit, yeah. takes care of himself. Opens the door for ladies. Oh, I bet you he does. I bet you he's a fucking gentleman. Yeah. I bet man, I bet you he pays like all of his
probably ask for consent before he opens the door. May I open the door for you? It wouldn't, it wouldn't make you feel like less of a human being if I open the door for you, but I noticed that you were struggling and your hands are full. <laughs> yeah, why not? All right, man. Uh, Jake, thank you so much for your time, man. Oh, good to be here. So if, uh, I don't know, what's up next? What's next? What are we doing next? We, we could always roll to the initial movie review. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll try to get that. We'll get, we'll get to the movie review. That'll be, that, or that's just that, that you know, the, the carrot. We might just have dangle to dangle that yeah, carrot. Keep listening for the movie <laughs> review. Or we might just have to figure out like what's on Netflix and watch it separately and share opinions. You could do that as well. Yeah. Could do that. It's mm-hmm. a whole Bill and Jacob uh, watch Netflix. 21st century. That actually is a decent title. Bill and Jake watch Netflix. I'd watch that. <laughs> Netflix and chill <laughs> with Bill and Jake. <laughs> There's going to be like five, five things on, on iTunes tomorrow, like Bill and Jake, Netflix and chill with Bill and Jake. It's going to be like, it's going to be all the variants. All right, man. Thank you so much for your time. All right. If you have any recommendations for things that we should watch on Netflix, by all means, send us to uh, send them to us. I am not very uh, active on Facebook because it's a it's a dumpster fire, which is awesome. I I'll watch a dumpster fire. Sometimes I'll participate in it. Um, but I'm mostly uh, active on Instagram. So if you can think of a movie that you would want to watch um, on Netflix, let us know, um, and then we can go from there. But yeah, we will eventually. We will eventually watch Above Majestic. Yeah. And it, it'll be great. It'll be majestic. Or above. <sighs> above that. Awesome. Um, so when we do that, though, we're going yeah. to, we're going to, um, I know you're not much of a cannabis consumer, so we're going to, I think we're going to have to do it before October, because I'm doing Sober October. Sober October? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Getting a slope job? No, <laughs> no, no. Just you know, taking a month off, maybe a let me call it a tolerance break. Um, I've got a buddy who said that he's never going to take time off from smoking weed because that's when the cancer wins. Ah. Um. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. So it's a month. bet. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, so I'm taking uh, October off and going from there. But I would like to do it beforehand, and I would like to do it with some uh, some Mac. Mac is a uh, strain. Um. Uh, that means uh, majestic. I'm sorry, uh, magnificent, magical. M, M that is not majestic. That's how good it is. Alien cookies. Ah, uh, alien cookies, sir. Yeah. Alien cookies, with a documentary about aliens. I'm taking care of this. Like I'm, I'm handling. Um, if we got made some space cakes. Rent a theater. Oh my gosh, we could we could we could do this. I bet you we could we could probably rent a theater, uh, rent it out, get everyone in town to watch Above Majestic, and then we we will be conspiracy land. Yeah. Oh, wow. could you imagine the theater in Kenai, like in the middle of December, showing Above Majestic one night only? Yeah. Yeah. And next thing you know, there are people walking out like, uh, Nazis on the dark side of the moon seems legit. Do they do they still do the the free movie at the park thing? I think so, because that's that I think is your key audience, people that got nowhere else to go. So Shannon Davis yeah. from the uh, from the Soldatna Chamber of Commerce might be the person to talk to about that. But if we could raise enough interest, why not? It's a documentary. <laughs> um, but if we did like in the middle of winter, um, everyone's bundled up, drinking cocoa, <laughs> and. And 
And here's where it gets even better. Because we have elections for the school board, we could elect a new school board and make that part of the curriculum. Now imagine if we made a fake, fake space program part of the American history curriculum in high school. Why not? This is our community. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what? Like, I am okay. We, I'm okay if we can talk about religion and prayer in church if we can do flat earth as well. I will, I will let your, um, you can go, you can bring God into the classroom if I can bring in flat earth. If I can bring in people who can argue flat earth, because I'm clearly not a person yeah. to argue flat earth. I'm not smart enough. Uh, and and I, I'm not good enough at creating an argument uh, for flat earth that will get your your marble rolling. Um, however, if we could bring in like Eric Dubay or or Eddie Bravo, <laughs> I would love to bring Eddie Bravo up here to um, to provide that flat earth option in in a high school um, scenario. Equal like, time. oh shit, if we could do. A debate, Eddie Bravo versus uh, Professor Vey over at the community college on flat earth. Because why not? We would be the only, this would be the coolest community on yeah. on the face of the planet um, because we're having Eddie Bravo uh, debate Professor Vey. And do you know Professor Vey over at the community college? No, no not personally. Very, uh, very smart guy and German. So he's smart with an accent. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you're, you're yeah. Yeah. So he's very smart and he's got the accent. I'm doing a very bad Professor Vey impression. But you have you could have Professor Vey and Eddie Bravo debating Flat Earth in front of a high school. And why the fuck wouldn't you do that if you have the opportunity? Make it happen. I think we I legitimately, I think we could. Um, and, and if we could do it for charity. Yeah. Um, the key is getting Eddie Bravo up here, right? But if we're doing it for charity, like if we're raising money for Professor Vey to debate Eddie Bravo at $5 a ticket and the money is going to like the Boys and Girls Club. I was Club, thinking the Boys and Girls Club, um, yeah. then, then why not? Yeah. Why, why on earth would we not take the opportunity to do that? Um, this is America, and if we're going to stick to saying that America is uh, one of, if not the greatest countries uh, in the history of ever, why would we not try to make that happen for the sake of being the very first people to make that happen? Everything else is a fucking joke. We're going to do it not because it's easy, it's easy but because it is hard. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm going to quote. I'm going to quote Jeff Goldblum here, uh, and uh, except we're going to we're going to do it not because we should, but because we can. Yeah. <laughs> because. Because if, if I, I think most of us, I think if you're listening to this, you'll probably in some sort of vague agreement that, that money is just it's a symbol. It means really kind of nothing, right? So if we take our fake money and we spend the fake money to get Eddie Bravo up here, uh, and, that mo- and then we also spend money to, to give to charity, it washes itself clean in the karma loop. <laughs> why, why wouldn't we do that? Trading money for experiences. Exactly. Yeah. And that's really, what is your vacation, if not yeah. that? So Eddie Bravo would be coming up here to get a vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Professor Vey would be able to, um, I'm sure there were, would be people that would sign up for classes from this guy after seeing him debate Eddie, Bra- uh, Eddie Bravo over Flat Earth. Um, so why the fuck wouldn't we? I'm yet another thing to try and put on my plate. 
in my head. And if you're listening to this and you know who either of these two people are, um, this could be great. Or if you are Eddie Bravo. If you are Eddie Bravo, um, I, yeah, let's make this happen, sir. Let's make this happen. Um, yeah, if we could bring Eddie Bravo or Eric Dubay up to Alaska to debate anybody, just why not? It's America. This is the great land. It's a chance for an opportunity to do something. Anything. Yeah. I mean, get you, get yourselves out of the house on like a Saturday in December in Alaska. What else are you going to do? Sit at the house and fucking Netflix and chill with someone you don't like anyway? <laughs> get out of the house. Get some laughs with Eddie Bravo and, and Professor Vey. You know the other thing that we could do? Because we couldn't do this in a high school because... Me, myself, if I'm going to see Eddie Bravo debate Professor Vey on a flat earth, I want to be, um, I want to eat some edibles. Yeah. And you can't do that at the high school. So where would you do it? Huh, do we, we don't have any sort of auditorium. Oh, is there like a little theater? We have a sports center. Yeah, sports, sports center. Triumvirate theater. You, Triumvirate you sell theater. some tickets. You mm-hmm. make it. Ooh, you know what? You could. Center. Um, if you did it at the Triumvirate, I don't know if they have a kitchen, but you could do, you could make it a real thing, like a catered event. You could sit down and, and uh, eat, get a choice of infused or not infused foods, um, but but watch a debate um, and have some, watch some people have some fun. Make it happen. That's one. Yet another thing <laughs> during the strike. All right, uh, Jake, thank you so much for your time. We're going to do this again real, real soon. If you have any recommendations for Netflix films, man, drop us a line on Instagram or send us an email, uh, wokenbakepodcast at gmail.com. Would you like to become the sole administrator of the Woken Baked uh, Facebook page? You could do that. No, no, I've been I've been an administrator of Facebook pages before. I'm not falling for that like one. I don't like Facebook anymore. Like I want to dump <laughs> I want to dump Facebook completely. Yeah. Um, like every every. But you're stuck. stuck. Uh, it's not even necessarily stuck. I'm, I'm making a choice. But yeah. um, eventually, like like I've, got, I've taken down my Facebook page for a while and just kept Messenger. Um, but even then, you know, it's like I just like all of it. Just dump all of it. All right. Don't dump me though. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Stay beautiful. Stay golden. As per 3AAC306.360, Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning. A, marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B, marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C, there are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D, for use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E, Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Red Run Cannabis Company, license 3A10056. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, license 4A10052. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, license 5A19372. 5455 Kenai Spur Highway, 12156 Kenai Spur Highway, Kenai, Alaska, 99611.